With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How are you? What, what, what's your publication? I'm great. I work for Heavy Magazine and also Subculture. Ooh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> I like the sound of Heavy Magazine. That's good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for agreeing to do the interview. Absolutely. Um, so I have to start off by asking you, you have done so many amazing things in your career. What's it like for you to come down to Australia for a massive convention like Oz Comic Con? Well, you know, I, I uh, was just saying this to the other thought. I really have changed uh, about 180 degrees with the way I feel about conventions. I actually really enjoy them and I used to be terrified to go to them I was like the last one in my cast to start doing them but I I kind of like really dig um, seeing what other places and cultures and uh, states in the United States and different you know how's the economy gee do people have bad teeth that means they probably don't have good health care you know I, I just learn so much and I meet so many people obviously younger than me, who say, hey, I became a surgeon because of you, a nurse because of you, or uh, I became an engineer because of Geordie LaForge, and, and that's so freaking great. I mean, how, how great is that, you know? It's know. not like uh, we're on Baywatch and someone says, you know, I got my tits done because yours look so good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like we really get people who, have, who are actually working on building tricorders, and... Um, and believe in the future and the possibilities, you know? I think it's the... I love that about Star Trek, actually. I really do. I think there's a community, and I think our fans are, on the whole, extremely um, positive and believe in... Well, they're hopeful. They're hopeful. Yeah. They're not, like, thinking that it's only dystopian. I mean, I like to watch a dystopian show as much as anyone else, but... At a certain point, when I'm feeling it's sort of dystopian right now in my in my own country, I kind of it's nice to have something where there's a positive message. Exactly, exactly. And I was going to ask that later on. When you took the role in Star Trek, did you know what the fans of Star Trek were going to be like and how much that they would love you and all about these conventions? Because I spoke to Lucy Lawless once and she said when she took on the role of Xena, she didn't even know that conventions existed. Well, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't understand anything, but because there was the original cast, we would hear about it. We would meet them at some of the, you know, they'd have a, a sort of special event the first year of filming and Gene would, it was honoring him and so we'd all show up for it. But um, we knew that there were conventions. We knew that that's how the show had survived was because of the fans and the, the fact that they cared so much. So yes, I knew about it. I didn't understand it. I didn't do a convention until... You know, I had already, uh, you know, I, I, it was it was a while. It was like two years, and some everyone else had sort of done them already. But I think that it's 
I didn't think our show was going to become a big, big hit. No, I didn't have a clue about that. But because I had turned down the show to go do a play for a few hundred bucks a week in <laughs> San Diego, believe it or not. And I was... Are you there? Yeah, I'm I was here. coming yep. out of the theater. Yeah, okay, the phone's ringing, but don't worry, I won't answer it. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, what was... Um, actually, you've got to hang on one minute. Actually, this is a lawyer calling them. I'm going to tell them to call. I'll call back. Hold on. Okay, thank you. Hello? Yep, I'm here. Okay, good. Yeah. So anyway, I walked out of the theater, and there were there were like a row of girls, and they had the program of the play I had just been in, and they said, "Oh, will you sign it? Will you sign it?" And you know, none of us had had that kind of thing with the play, and I said, "Oh, I'm glad you liked the play. Did you? What do you think?" And they said, "Oh no, we didn't see the play. We just had the program. We're here because you're in Star Trek." <laughs> now these women had gone two and a half hours away from L.A. to get this program and to do this. And I went, okay, something's up. <laughs> this is not normal. <laughs> so I kind of knew there was something. And to be honest, you know, as the character who played Will Wheaton's mother, I would just like to put in two cents about what a futurist uh, Gene was. It was prophetic that he had Will being so technically savvy and being the one who was saving our ass every week on the ship for, you know, several episodes anyway. Yeah. Because that's exactly what has happened generationally now. Yeah. My son who helps fix the computer, he's the one who checks the app and see what, what have I done wrong, you know, he can fix the printer. And I'm like, all of the original Star Trek fans were so furious that this kid was doing all this, and and the new generations they don't feel that way because they know it's true. <laughs> so exactly. I personally, I love that, and I it really just shows you how Gene had his finger on it. You know. Yeah, we have a saying here in Australia: if you can't get your Blu-ray player to work, get your three-year-old to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's totally right and it, and no matter how much I really work at it I swear to God I can't even roll my eyes as fast as someone who's scrolling through I'm like how the hell can you even see that fast and it's just second nature exactly. so I really I really like it it's, it's reality to me that the next generation is coming up and we should embrace it and learn from them yep. you know my, my son's 27 now and I'm telling you <laughs> I learned more from him than I, I ever thought was going to be possible. I mean, yep. really, he's, uh, and I feel that way about my students, or uh, people are really, young people are great. Yeah. People are great, too. Come on. Gates, <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to ask you about, uh, you mentioned theater. I wanted to ask you about your theater work. You've done a lot of directing over the years, and you actually also directed an episode of Star Trek that a lot of people possibly don't know about. Is directing something that's always been a passion of yours as well? well? I love directing. I really do. I like creating new work. That's what I like the most. And I love it if I'm an actor, if I'm part of the production team, if I'm uh, the director, choreographer, whatever. I really, really love creating new material. That's a huge uh, love of mine. And I think that's because of my studies. I went to Europe. Instead of just going to New York and uh, getting an agent, I I went to study with this man, Jacques Lecoq, who people didn't know at the time. Now he's in every single theater school all over the world. You know, he's uh, known for all the stuff he does. 
but he kind of got me into this place where you want to change the world and and it was wonderful at that time to be idealistic and and you know to try to we had to come up with our own material and it was really hard uh because do something interesting i mean it takes a lot of time and arguments and all sorts of things research to find you know to do something like that but i i did love it and i i love acting i love directing and one of the things i've done is i i I was artistic director of a company in la and i built i put out i sold a lot of my star trek pretty much most of my Star Trek memorabilia, and I used the funds to build this three-theater space, and uh, it's going swimmingly right now, and I've stepped down as artistic director um, because I decided I wanted to have a life, but um, (laughs) you have no time. When you're artistic director, oh my God, it's like, you know, 50 plays a week to read, oh my Lord, but, (laughs) but, you know, that's what I, I love. I love... I love the whole creative process, really. I don't care if you're cooking, if you're painting, if you're whatever. That's that to me is is what uh, keeps life exciting. Exactly, Gates. One of the things that I love about my job is being able to research someone that I'm going to interview and finding out something about them that I didn't know previously. And I had no idea that you worked on Labyrinth. I was wondering if you could tell our audience a little bit about um, what you did on Labyrinth and what that experience was like working on such a classic film. Well, you know, again, I had no clue what I was getting into. Um, I It sort of ended up by default. Jim Henson had seen me do a show called Cloud Nine by Carol Churchill in New York. I was doing in the Tommy Toon production. And um, he, apparently he'd seen it. I didn't meet him afterwards or anything, but that's how he first saw me. And uh, and he knew that I was teaching at the New York Chish School of the Arts, the graduate program for actors. So he found out that information. Next thing I knew, I was cast as a secretary in Muppets Take Manhattan. And, you know, I had a meeting personally with him in his office. I didn't have to read. But I was such a neophyte, I didn't know that's not how it happens. That only <laughs> happens if you're a big star. So I'm going in there going, hey, this is not such a bad thing to be an actor and going up for things. I didn't even know I was auditioning. You know what I mean? It was just like a meeting. <laughs> and and I got the part, and I thought, wow, that's not how it's been. That was the sweetest one I've ever had. But, it, you know, he wanted me to do it, and I wasn't sure I wanted to do it because my acting... Um, Work was taking off, actually. I was uh, cast in a Woody Allen movie. I had just had a screen test with De Niro, and I was cast on something on TV. And then I had a skiing accident and almost died. And uh, I lost all three acting jobs. And um, I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll do Labyrinth, because I I, I just kind of couldn't... You know, that, that was something there, and I needed work. And also, just before, he had had me do a film called Dream Child, yeah. which I don't get credit for. I get a special thanks at the end because I didn't have working papers. So I did it under Cheryl G. McFadden, which is what I am in um, in Labyrinth, too, yeah. because I changed my name to the name I always loved, Gates, when I did Star Trek. I just, there were multiple reasons for that. Um, are we live by any chance? We're not, right? No, 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 we're not. <laughs> It's a pre-record. Okay, well, because I just want to say, uh, let me tell you, but I don't really want to tell fans this, I don't think. The, I, I really, one of the reasons, gosh, there's David Bowie, and, and God rest his soul, such a genius. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. It was one of those movies that made me fall in love with cinema when I was very young. Gates, I know we wow. are almost right out of time, and I know that you've got other interviews to get to. So I just wanted to ask one quick thing before we go: Is there anything sure, you would like sure. to say? Is there anything you would like to say to your fans before they head along to Oz Comic Con to see you? Um, well, you can tell uh, any of my fans that I absolutely adore Australia as a country. I've had nothing but fantastic experiences. I love your museums. Uh, I have been for decades collecting art from Australia, and uh, I, I, I just love the whole vibe. I, I'm looking forward to the restaurants, the people I'll meet, and, uh, and the accent. What can I tell you? You know, uh, I love it. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, seven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I'll, I'll work on my accent so I can fit in. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited. I really, really, really do love the country. Honestly, I'm not just saying that. I, I, I've not ha always had a great time here. Yeah, that yeah. is amazing. <laughs> well, we can't wait to see you as well. So we are right out of time. But thank you so much for chatting to me today, Gates. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. You are so welcome. And I want a copy of that Heavy magazine, okay? Okay, definitely. Yeah, just go to heavymag.com.au and you can get a free subscription. I love it. All right. Okay. Terrific. Thanks, David. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.